Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. All right. Welcome back to Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick. This is Ryan Whitaker. It is day two of the Forest Wood Cup. And the ceremony commences uh, right now with uh, a longtime friend, recent inductee to the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. This is the big Lebowski of antique fishing lure collectors. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Dan Basil right here. Hey, thank you, Pat. Yeah. Appreciate Woo. it. Listen. Hey. Wow. Millions. <laughs> Look at them. Holy oh, cow. Wow. They're, some of them are doing the wave over there. They, they, yeah. they are, hey. Dan. Okay. Wow. That lady's got a huge cardboard head of you over yeah. there. Yes. <laughs> right. She got it at the weigh-in. Okay. <laughs> hey, congratulations, first off. I mean, let's not joke around here, but we will anyway. But let's let's just say... You got inducted into the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. Did you ever think that would happen? No, it's impossible. I'm a guy that's born into a family where no one fished or fishes. I'm the only one in the whole family that does it. And uh, it's just more than a dream come true. I can't believe it to this day. Unbelievable. And you've been been at this, uh, this, this, let's call it the game here. For for God only knows how long you might know still, but I I mean we you and I've known I've known you since I was like nine. Nineteen eighty three. I I think we met at the uh, Rosemont Sports Show in the Bagley booth. That is correct. Yeah. That that is correct. Way back, and you and I uh, both had the the uh, the pleasure of working for the late great uh, Jim Bagley at Absolutely. the time. He was my first. Well, I was his first field tester. I know that. Yeah, and 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 just to to go back, I remember. Jim Bagley making me business cards. And you remember the old business oh, yeah. cards that had the Bagley Bait logo. Were they made on, on balsa? On, they, uh, well, I they were made they on were. wood. Remember, the cards yeah, looked, yeah. Like they wood, looked like wood. And, and it said, Pat Renwick, field tester. Yeah. So I was so proud to give this card to Dan as a 10-year-old, and he said, well, here, take mine. I'm Dan Basor, field tester. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my son was on the cover of his catalog and, and his brochures sm- in 83. Holding the smallmouth. Yeah, a stringer of smallmouth. A mouth. stringer of smallies. There's a long story behind that. I had a bunch of his baits and tiger finish, and we went oh, yeah, with, the hot uh, tiger. Hit with uh, Bagley and Lee Sisson and, and Pat Gallion up to Pat's place in Canada. And that was the lure. And I told my son, uh, Todd, I said, keep this under your hat. And we never let anyone know that we were, what we were catching them on. I mean, it was unbelievable. That was the bait. The, the old small fry shad <laughs> yeah. and the hot tiger. Yeah. And, the, and the tiger and finish, man. The, man, I mean, that, that was the deal. And there, and there wasn't too much of that going on at that time as far no. as that finish, right? No. Matter of fact, I thought a plastic worm was the bait to use. Right, you know, right. And crank baits. Who, who ever heard of that? Who, who <laughs> boy, have, oh boy! Who'd have thought that? Who, yeah. Who'd have thought that? Now, um, a lot of you uh, viewing out there, listening out there, may know that um, that Dan probably has the most impressive antique lure collection. Uh, let's say in the galaxy. Well, well you thanks. said it was so yeah. big that you had to put it in some Bass Pro Shops because you ran out of room. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I have uh, displays all over the country, and uh, again. I was born into this family where no one fished, but at, at, at birth, I was given a quilt that Grandma and Mom made that had fish and butterflies and all that. And there's a bunch of books that they picked up somewhere, and one of them was Fish and Fishing, and that was my favorite book. I'd say, Mommy, 
read that again. Read that again. <laughs> nice. And then when I was at age two, she said I'd say, Mommy, you need to rest. How about take me down to the river and you can sit and read a book and I can fish. And I just had that hunger for fishing. We know now that a child, their brain is developed 85% but in their first three years. And I think all that really sunk into my brain. And That's that, what happened to Ryan and I, too. Yes. Same exactly. thing. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's implanted at an early age. And that's why when someone says, well, I've got grandkids that are going to be about six this week or, you know, this year. We'll bring them out to your place to fish. I say, in, in my mind, I say, it's too late. Yes. I mean, you've got to start them whenever you can, but they should have started them. I, I have a lot of kids' events, and we put a wash tub out there, and we put little bluegills and tadpoles and everything in there that they can play with and, and touch, you know, and they love it, the worms and the wax worms and the leeches. I mean, start them out real young, and I, I think it really implants the idea of this mysterious fish. That they can pursue and catch. It's the it's the art of of fooling them too. Yes. You oh, know, it's so tricking. Much fun. It's it's the art of fooling them too. So, I mean, if you had to guess, um, your your house is like a shrine to antique lures. I, yes. I mean, would you be willing to say that you have thousands upon thousands of old lures? Well, yes, but over the years, I I know that we are temporarily caretakers of these angling artifacts and i've found a lot of places where they belong uh, i don't have enough room you know it's, it's it, my blessings are so great it's like they say that your, your cup runneth over right. i mean it's tamped down shaken <laughs> and uh i just can't believe it every day practically a call comes in my grandpa died i got all these and and Luckily, we save them from the trash man. That's where so many of them go. Exactly, exactly. Let's talk a little bit about the history of bass fishing lures. This is a bass fishing show primarily, and, 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 and let's talk about the history of bass fishing lures. Now, I know that probably one of the oldest um, lures it would have to be a jig, okay? I mean, I would think that that's kind of... You, you would think. Um, of course, live bait, of course, well, that, yeah. that was the thing that I'm they the used, lure. but... Uh, <laughs> A lot of our earliest lures that we used in this country came from Europe, especially England. On Jewelers Row, they made a lot of lures. And really? They, they are works of art. I've got a number of them in our display. Uh, and then lure making became more acceptable uh, and more common here. And there were so many companies that grew up over the years in the 18, late 1800s and 1900s, and they're just... I, I love them. Some of them have great names, and I have a display of lures with great names. A lot of them re- were made in uh, the Chicago area. What's the craziest name? Yeah, oh, throw a name out. I'll give you a, uh, three or four or five. Okay. <laughs> uh, Judas the Betrayer. Wow. Ooh, I don't know whether he betrayed the sounds, fish or the fisherman. I love that. Band. That sounds like a dangerous yeah, one. Yeah, Judas the Betrayer or the, the Undertaker. Wow. Now, that's a good name. It, yeah. yeah. It's a lot better than the DT-104. These are all wrestlers' names. Is yeah. it a topwater bait, the Undertaker? Uh, the Undertaker, no, it was a crankbait. Um, there, there was another one uh, known as the Lucky Bunny Lure. Lucky Bunny. And it was made out of a real rabbit's foot. Wow. The bunny wasn't very lucky, was he? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but no. I, I think the best name of all is The Liar. The Liar. And I've got the one liar. new in the box in our display, made in Chicago. 
and it says a liar always catches the most and the biggest fish. You tell me first. What's the biggest fish you ever caught? Uh, a 14.6. Oh, I had one 18 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say mine. I love it. Well, it's a lie. You know, a liar always catches the most and the biggest. I don't that's what, that, that's what Ryan does. He's always one up and up Yeah, here. that's what we do. <laughs> so do you know the story of we had Tom Mansoor on the show not too long ago. I know you know Tom well. Very well. Um, and he just won a pretty big derby for this FLW sure. um, organization here. And he was sharing with us, and he brought your name up in this, actually, so I hope you know this, oh, um, that, about the origin of the chatterbait. Okay. You, what's the deal with that? Well, I know that the chatterbait, it was at the sports shows in South Carolina, North Carolina, wherever the uh, inventor was from, and he'd show all these pictures of fish. And everyone just walked by his booth like they do so many of them here. I love to take my time at each booth. You never know where you're going to find a gem. And uh, so he was right in the booth next to uh, the man that put it on the map and uh, gave him a few. And in practice, he was just killing them. And so, uh, in fact, uh, then Ted Poss, the inventor, was working there at the... Uh, power plant, the elect, uh, 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 hydroelectric power plant gotcha. in, in Illinois, and his wife called him and said, I think you better get home, because everyone, right away in practice, the word got out, uh, the tremendous fish that had been caught on it, and from there on, it was history, except everybody copied him, yeah. and that's a bad right. thing about this industry, and he's, he had patents. He thought he had it protected, and, he, and he's spending all of his money trying to fight these patents. And yeah. it's unbelievable. Uh, and see, Mon- Monsoor said something about that. That was a copy. Yeah. That's, that's, he said that there was one that came out by South Bend. Yeah, but did it really have the action, and it, it didn't have the five right. words he said behind it? Was it different. Right, no, it right. was. He, he worked for years to perfect that, so it they wouldn't tangle as bad yep. and would run in the water correctly. And he really did come up with something. As a matter of fact, it's been outlawed in these big tournaments because if they're on that, you can't beat them with any other lure. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. The, now, I know that, that you um, have a fondness, obviously, for, as you mentioned, for, for a jewel or a handcrafted lure. What, what's your, your opinion on th- these mass-produced uh, plastic baits in comparison to good old-fashioned handcrafted carved wood baits? Well, I like it all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, my name is Dan. I'm a Loretic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. <laughs> and I can't Welcome. help it. I, I love it. I mean, I'm just going around here, and I'm stuffing my bag with different things, and I can't quit because I absolutely love it. I've I've been lucky that I've never had to work a day in my life. I've had a passion for what I was doing. And if you find that passion, you know, the saying sounds trite, but it's true. You never work a day in your life. And boom, you you nailed it because here's the deal. You love fishing. We all love fishing. That's why we're here, bottom line. Okay? You grew up fishing. You explained it. You start collecting lures. Now you are a member of the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. It's unfathomable. Yeah, I, I can't believe it to this day. But what I'm hoping is that it'll give me a platform to popularize the productive fishing tools that we can use with our kids. Right. Uh, 
I mean, there's so much junk out there, I, I'm sorry to say. Uh, no, it's true. Uh, I but, like that you're giving it straight here. Yeah, I mean, take something as simple as that red and white bobber. There's bobbers that are much better that will tell you if your lure is on the bottom or if a fish hits it coming up, it'll lay on its side. And, sure. And there's, uh, I was faced with a dilemma recently. The scout leaders were no longer going to bring the scouts out to my lake to get fishing lessons unless I had a medical professional on hand in case they got hooked. Wow. And I've already had developed a, a little jig, 16th ounce or so, that I would put a waxworm on and they would catch a lot of fish. But this really gave, gave me, um, put me in a funk. And I think sometimes necessity is the mother of invention. I finally said, well, if I made that out of a barbless hook, that, then you could get it out easily. So I went to ICAST. Over the years, I would ask them, and they'd say, yeah, start, a, start out with a, a minimum order of a half a million, and we'll make some for you. And I wow. said, look, I'm trying to get the kids into fishing with a safe <laughs> a product that's better for the fish and, and, and safer for the kids. I tried China, four different tries, thousands of dollars that I threw down the drain. And finally, I found someone that will make them for me. And what we've ended up doing we're catching two to three times more fish. The little four- and five-year-old kids take the fish, pull it because the jig is right in its lip. They pull a barbless hook Boom. out, throw it back, pull right it back again, in, and again, here we got another Catch one. The same fish. It's yeah. just, and, and so things of that nature, but every time I think I'm ready to go to market, I find a little bit more improvement. And I've got to stop and say, I guess like most of the merchants, well, I could sell more the next year of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, I'm, I'm about ready. I'm about ready to release that, and Midwest Outdoors is going to help me. And kind of like uh, Crawford jigs and things of that nature, they sold back in the day with fishing facts. Sure. We hope to do the same thing with kids' fishing stuff. And I've already said, I want everyone to agree we're not going to patent it. We hope everyone copies us. We want to put the right fishing tools in kids' hands, and that's what I hope the Fishing Hall of Fame will do for me, will give me that platform that I can reach the, the market with. Outstanding. That's awesome. and, and so you know that Ryan and I are just big kids. So if you have big yeah. bass in your pond, we'd like to come fish for them. Yeah, we uh, want to. <laughs> they, they might hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, how do people find out more about you? Uh, they can, I, I don't have a website, but they can uh, email me at olures, O-L-L-U-R-E-S, O-L-L-U-R-E-S at, at AOL.com. Okay. O- no D, O-L-L-U-R-E-S at AOL.com. Or my local phone number is 630-393-3474. I also, uh, which the, the 3474 spells fish. Wow. Uh, nice. My license plate is lures and the other one's reels. You know, I'm just a fishy <laughs> guy. But I've got a, a toll-free 1-800 number that's nationwide, 1-800-FISH-LAKE. That's one 800 3474 1-800-FISH-LAKE. FISH-LAKE. The E drops off. You you call Dan. If you have any questions about antique fishing lures, uh, if you have some lures you would like to donate to him, as I said, just plain questions or looking for knowledge, he is a plethora of knowledge and happy to talk to anyone about fishing or fishing lures at any given moment. Dan, thank you so much, man. It's such a pleasure to run into you here. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Oh, it's good to see you both. Yeah, man, and uh, and and enjoy the rest of the uh, of your your vacation. Oh, here. this is wonderful. It's a working vacation for all of us. Everything's a working vacation for I me. I know you're 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 blessed. <laughs> Whatever, freshwater fishing Hall of Fame member Dan Basor right here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dan. That's the deal right there. Yes. I'm Pat Remick, Ryan Whitaker.
Andrew Ellenberger is here. JP, hi. Dan Basor, put the power poles down. Don't go nowhere. We're coming back with the Fluke Master. We'll be right back. I'm John DeMay here at Them Jigs. Today, I'd like to share with you a little bit about a couple products that we have in our lineup that we're really excited about. The first product I'd like to talk to you about today is the Joe Football Head Jig. Right out of the package, you'll notice that our football head jig is different than most on the market. What makes our jigs different is the quality of components. Let's start with the hook. These hooks are custom made for us in Japan. 90 degree bend, black nickel hooks, razor sharp, JDM quality. All of our Joe football head jigs have living rubber skirts. They're hand tied with copper wire to ensure that they stay affixed and it also helps them to flare while they're in the water. We powder paint and heat cure each jig to ensure that the paint stays on your jig even when you're fishing rock. Another feature that separates our jig from other jigs on the market is the screw lock keeper. The screw lock keeper does a couple things for you. Not only does it keep your bait fixed, it'll save you money on soft plastics that pull off of standard barb keepers. The second product I'd like to talk to you about is our hybrid flip and swim jig. We also have a custom hook in our flip and swim jig. It's a 4-aught, 30-degree bend, black nickel hook. It has the same durable paint, the same great keeper, and a hand-tied silicone skirt to complete it. So if you're looking for a premium product that's going to give you an edge over your competition, look us up at demjigs.com. Welcome back to Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Uh, I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Uh, this is the Popcorn Whitaker. Yeah. Day two, Forest Wood Cup continues right now. And uh, pretty stoked right now that we have bass fishing demigod. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Whatever. Fluke Master. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. It's the Fluke Master. <laughs> this guy. We found him. This guy. YouTube sensation. I show up out of nowhere. He shows up out of nowhere in the <laughs> mist, and I'm like, is that the Fluke Master? I want to give you guys props on that bumper music. That bumper music is amazing. Dude, that so, is what we, we did. That's our song. I, I sing on it. it. He plays guitar. He plays uh, drums. Uh-huh. Uh, Big Lair plays guitar, and I play harmonica on it, and I danced a bit, too. Uh-oh. You don't want to see that, Too much. But, I, but I did. Yeah. Good thing it's not a music video, then. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're thinking about making a music uh, video, but hiring doubles <laughs> to, to do that for us is the whole deal, man. But man. hey, man, I'm happy to have you here. Yeah, I read your file, you know. I mean, I've seen what you're doing there, and you're getting a lot of people involved, and, yep. and that's commendable. No, yep. no doubt about it. Tell everybody out there that doesn't know. What Fluke Master does. <laughs> exactly what you do. Well, Fluke Master was kind of an accidental uh, uh, brand name, but I make instructional YouTube videos for a living. I, I teach people how to fish. My whole, uh, my whole saying is teaching the world how to fish. Awesome. And uh, with, you know, 300 and, I don't know, or not 300, 220,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Wow. I teach a lot of people. And uh, it's what I love to do. It is what I'm supposed to be doing in life. There's a lot of kids out there who don't have a dad or a granddad in their in their life right now that are interested introduced to fishing by maybe a friend or something like that they don't have anywhere to turn to learn now they do now they right. do fluke master yeah <laughs> so well, i mean what is a what is the typical um embryonic stage 
of going out to shoot a video? What does it just kind of pop up to you and you're like, okay, today I'm going to do it on a on a Texas rig? Sometimes. Or it's like or, or a, a fluke or I'm going to show you a my, chunk of spinnerbait. What's the deal? My best videos are actually planned. I have outlines that I keep in a notebook on my boat. And okay. Multiple outlines and whatever the fish is, is or whatever, the fish dictate what I do. Sure. There's no, there's no way around it. And so if I'm catching them on one thing, I pull out the, the notebook and hopefully there's an outline. If there's not, then I wing it. Okay. Um, That's what I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Or I'll do one where I just go fishing, and I just go through step-by-step step how I find the fish, how I figure them out, how I catch them. Yeah, I, I do videos like that. I'm about to start doing some really cool kayak videos where I just go and try to do these epic, really cool fishing trips just to show people what a kayak can do. And sometimes it's a little scary because I'm going, hopefully, I'll be going Goliath grouper fishing this week. Oh, my yes. So we'll see. Goliath grouper. Can, hey. you, can you do me a favor when you make that video? Yeah. Can you say your name just like we did right here? Fluke Master. <laughs> will you do that for us? I may be drowning about that. <laughs> As you go under, will you say Fluke Master? The, 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 uh, you know, with filming those videos, you, you got to realize that the fish write the script. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah, they so. do. When you go out there, they're the Spielbergs like, of the you whole throw deal. It out. Yeah. Yep. And they're really bad at writing scripts. Oh, yeah. They're the Tarantinos. <laughs> and then I get I get yeah. the comments like, you never catch a fish. I'm like, tell a fish that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me. <laughs> they didn't want to be on the show. Yep. Let's get back to this Goliath Grouper deal in a uh-huh. kayak because that is actually insane. Well, I mean, uh, it is kind of. Yeah, um, we'll see if I do it or not. I'm, not, I'm still not. <laughs> you have to now. You just. No, I, I, said, I said I would try. We'll see. How commitment. It when I get this there. is a commitment. Oh, right I will. Here. I will wuss out in a heartbeat. If you, <laughs> if you try and fail, you might be. In the water. I'm not ashamed. Yeah. So, all right. So you're going to go out and you go up over like a, a docker or a wrecker or. A reef. I got no clue. You're just going to wing it. Right? I, well, I'm going with a, with Captain Ben Chancy. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel and. Uh, It'll be me and uh, Chad Hoover, who is uh, the godfather of kayak bass fishing. Mm-hmm. And we're all three going to go out there and see what we can do. Uh, crazy, stupid stuff. But I like that. Yeah, it'll be a good kickoff. Wear so. a life vest. Uh, I'm going to be tethered to something, I <laughs> <Yes>. promise. <laughs> and floaties. <laughs> Wear yeah, floaties, a too. A survival suit. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that, that's a necessity. Yeah. So what's the, uh, what's the craziest video you've ever done? I mean, I have you been in danger? I don't really do a lot of crazy videos because they're all instructional. Okay. Um, I, I, realized... I mean, but you have to run into crazy situations. Mm. We do. We do this show every Wednesday Night Live, and, and we, we run into all kinds of danger. Sometimes yeah. people break into Pat's... Uh, grandma's basement yeah, yeah that kind of stuff take no. my tater tots the, the thing is is that most of mine is all controlled um so i do uh i just get out on the water and my, my goal is just to teach everybody the details that i know and the details that i learn about how to catch how to catch a bass and uh and so from there it really hardly ever gets crazy unless the weather gets crazy i mean i've been stranded out overnight a few times have you I, okay I keep, well that's an element Boom. I, I keep a survival bag in my in my boat that's just got a hammock and a and uh, a couple of survival things and i've been a, i'm a scoutmaster of 20 years gotcha. so i just keep the basics and i've had to pull off on the bank during a thunderstorm and throw my tarp up and throw my hammock up and and hang out for a while yeah um, it gets pretty scary, pretty hairy, but that's about it. And then do you, like, put it into black and white and then put a camera on you? But I'm very cold right now. Actually, no. I hear noises coming from outside. The when, when you're not making a lot of money like, like I was back then, you put your camera equipment in waterproof stuff and you leave it there because you can't afford to replace it. I'm not sure, but something's scratching the tarp right now. Yeah, exactly. The Fluke Master Project. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, it's pretty awesome. So, um, like, the name... 
Flukemaster. Like, right. is that your was that your deal? Was that like your favorite? It was aid, a or? screen name that I created back in two thousand and two. Okay, uh, for the forums when the forums first started. Sure. And uh, what I did was I, I I needed some motivation. The fluke was like my confidence bait, but I wanted to master it. So I was just like, well, I needed to create a stupid screen name, and so I said, okay, I'll just say I'm the I'm the fluke master. And so that's kind of <laughs> how it started. Well. Then I became staff over uh, at Bass Resource and was there for 10 years, and uh, and the name stuck. And then YouTube started kind of in the middle of that, and I wanted my original channel name was The, the Fishing Partner. Okay. And all of my friends over at Bass Resource says, what in the world are you thinking? You know, it's Fluke Master. It's Fluke Master. And so I, Fluke Master. I did the old Google Analytics search and things like that and just to see what people are searching to find me. And number one was bass fishing, number two was fishing, and number three was Fluke Master. And that's how they were finding me. So my my viewers, my fans, they picked my screen name or my brand name for me, for me so my channel name. And so that's how I came up with the Fluke Master. You know how they Google me? Guy that looks kind of like David Lee Roth that bass fishes. That's what they Google on my. <laughs> I get it all the time. It's ridiculous. I can they see also it Google now. guy it's, that it's ridiculous. Kind of like John Malkovich, like Jen Malkovich with oh, long yeah. hair. I get that too. That bass fishes. They always put that bass fishes in at the end. Oh man, that's <laughs> a shame. It's dumb. It's absolutely dumb. This but, YouTube thing, man. Yeah. It's it's exploded. It, right? it has, and, it, and you kind of started in the in the beginning of it. Yeah, correct? I was. I did it in about. A, I think YouTube was a year old or a year or two old when I started, yeah. and I was watching a guy by the name of Ed Bassmaster, and he was yeah. he was on he was on Bass Resource before he got started on YouTube, yeah. and so I picked his brain about it when he first started getting popular, and I was like, man, this is something that could really reach out to a lot of people, and that's what I wanted to do was just reach out to a lot of people and teach them how to fish. And so it just, from there, it just snowballed. He helped me out a little bit in the beginning, and now it's just absolutely nuts what's going on. I, had, I launched a video yesterday, and it's now got like 75,000 views wow. it's crazy. since yesterday. And what is that one on? Uh, it's on uh, fishing a chatterbait out of the grass. Nice. I was on Chickamauga, got on a little decent summertime bite in, the, in what little grass is, is there, and, and just made a real quick video. One of those awesome. winging it deals. Hey, so. I got an idea. Like, when you do this grouper thing, mm-hmm. say that you can't get on any grouper, why don't you just get, like, Ed, Ed Bassmaster to emerge from the fathoms? <laughs> and and it, it's like all of a sudden you think you're fighting a big grouper, but here it is, Ed uh, Bassmaster. I think I'm busy. Boy, that son of a gun has got to be. He's all over the he place. He comes yeah, up he with that. Would you look at that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ed Bassmaster. Look at that. We yeah. met him at Ike and Ellie's um, a couple weeks oh, yeah. ago or something in yep. uh it, it, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that that was him in disguise at first. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who is this douche oh, that's gosh. walking around? It's a good thing and, I wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've known him for a long time. He he was. He actually did help me out a lot in the beginning, and I learned a lot from him. So that's kind of he. Had, I'd love to sit there and thank him because I haven't seen him in probably six years, six or seven years. So. Hey, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Um. Well, real quick, you see. My normal hat that I wear in most of my videos is a Georgia Bulldog hat because yeah. I'm a huge do- dogs fan. But just recently, I just switched over to Special Ops Survivor. Awesome. And Special Ops Survivor, they actually have a booth here at the show, but they are uh, a nonprofit organization that uh, what they do is they, they help. You get these, these Special Ops guys that go overseas, and they, they lose their lives. And they and at home they've got a wife and they've got kids and they've got everybody to put the you know they have got to put the pieces back together for their life and the the problem is is they don't know what happened to dad they don't know what happened to their right. husband they don't know where he went they don't know anything any of the details and that's just tough it's awful and so what Special Ops Survivor does is it raises money to help these these wives and these children 
get back on their feet after they've lost their husband and dad. Wow. And so I'm promoting them for the next several months. I've got, uh, I, I wear their, I changed the hat, which is crazy because I've never shot a video without my red hat. But, uh, I, you know, it's just, it's awesome. You can find them at specialopsurvivors.com. Specialops. I think it's dot com, but just do a Google search for Special Ops Survivors, and uh, they are amazing. Donate five bucks. Donate, however, and, you know, and they do an amazing job. And there are some awesome dudes that are downstairs in their booth. So awesome! That's Go visit great. them if you're here at the uh, at the expo here, and yeah. uh, of course, um, find Fluke Master on Instagram, Facebook, and evidently, all you need to do is search Fluke Master <laughs> on YouTube. Well, on YouTube. YouTube, the best thing to first search to find me is not only Fluke Master, but just search How to Fish. How to Fish. Right. And you'll find me. And it's right there. I'm usually the top in the top 15 videos. I've usually half of those. Dude, I don't, so. I don't even know your real name. Gene Jensen. Gene Jensen. And I do say my real name at the beginning of all my videos. Okay. So well, I, I, <laughs> I should have known. Apparently, I should have known. I don't know. I, don't, I have ADD. You know that about me. All right. Hey, dude. Thank you so yes, much. Sir. I appreciate yeah, the no time problem. here, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, yeah. man. It's good stuff. I love it. It's what I'm supposed to do. Thank you so much, Gene Jensen. Right. Thanks, Thanks, man. man. <laughs> Later, guys. Hey, I'm Pat Renwick, Ryan Whitaker. Uh, put the power poles down. When we get back, uh, more Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television from day two of the FLW Forest Wood Cup right here at the Jewel of South Carolina. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!